On this episode, 14ers, skydiving, and breaking generational struggles. Welcome to the Almost There Adventure Podcast. hosts, Veria Tilden, Jeff Hester, and Jason Fitzpatrick. Welcome to another episode of the Almost There Adventure Podcast. We are excited tonight to have Jess Newton, the CEO and founder of Vibe Tribe Adventures with us. And I feel, you know, Jess, it's fitting like we met sort of doing a podcast at Outdoor Retailer. So that's how our yep. paths first connected. So I, I feel like we're coming full circle here. Like our lives are now intertwined in many other ways, but I'm I'm super excited to have you with us uh, on this podcast, on the Almost There Adventure podcast. Um, yeah, so go ahead and tell everybody a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so Jess here um, founded Five Child Adventures in 2007, well, Black Girls Hike in 2017. Um, and then we actually became a nonprofit in 2019. And I do have a newborn, he's five months, so you you may hear him. So I, I do apologize for that. That's <laughs> it's okay. really hard to Our keep extra a special quiet. guest tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, actually, <laughs> yes. two, two guests, two guests for the price. Yeah, two guests for the price of one. This is exciting. We haven't had a baby our on little, yet before, so, oh, so I think this is our trekker. first baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's so um, cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we are an outdoor adventure company that was created to encourage the urban community to get outdoors and explore. Um, so we have a youth sector, we have an adult sector, and then we have our allies sector. And that's anyone who doesn't fit, quote unquote, the urban uh, the, the urban profile. Um, and so because we, we didn't want to leave anyone out, we wanted to be all inclusive. So whether that's plus size, whether it's differing abilities, whether it's the LGBTQ plus community um, and, and so forth. Um, and so we just wanted to make sure that we didn't leave anyone out um, when it comes down to that, because we have a lot of allies that actually help us. Um, and so we definitely want to be able to provide service to anyone who loves the outdoors or wants to explore. Um, so currently we just have a youth program that is literally taking by storm. We are getting ready to do a presentation in Baltimore, Maryland, because I guess they caught wind of what we're doing here in Colorado. And they're, and they're like, Baltimore has one of the high, highest crime rates for children. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, children like robbing people and stealing cars. And I'm like, we need to bring God Drive there. <laughs> so I'm excited to really make a change for the urban community, especially for our youth. That's great. Well, let's let's go way back to the start. Like, how did you first get introduced to the outdoors? When did you start going outdoors, and what made you to decide to start the the organization? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, my parents were a little different. They were like, "You're not going to the local school down the street. It's a little too hood. We're gonna drop you in a Montessori school." So they put my little chocolate drop in a Montessori school. You know, all the little kiddos are singing happy songs with flutes, and we're going uh we're in the creeks with our little boots on and we're looking at salamanders and tadpoles and frogs and i mean literally we had classroom our classroom was outdoors um and so that was in pennsylvania and then we moved to uh, denver colorado and i also was placed in another private school 
where we did uh, ice climbing, we took trips to Moab, we uh, did all day canoe trips in the Colorado River, um, you name it, we you know slept in, in canyons under the stars, bonfires, all of that. Um, so that's where I was really, I had the opportunity to be outdoors and then as I got older, I started adventuring by myself but then I realized I'm the only chocolate person out here. <laughs> so uh, that was concerning to me. I would ask my girlfriends to come with me and they're like, mm -mm, girl, I do not do the outdoors. That is not for me. Um, and so I just had to start with my daughter and her friends and we would just literally hop in the car, drive to Evergreen or hop in the car and drive to Waterton Canyon just to explore the creek, the river and our surroundings, what was around us. Um, and my, my parents always just hopped in the car and say, my dad would come home with a rental car and be like, we're going to Mount Rushmore. And we're like, what? Or, you know, or we're going to Estes Park for a weekend or we're going to Vail or Aspen. And so I, I guess my dad just wanted to expose me to a different world, him being from, you know, the, the rougher parts of Philadelphia. Um, and so he just wanted to give me a different perspective. And with that being said, I was tired of hiking by myself. <laughs> I get that, you know, hiking is a, yeah, it's, hiking's a great thing to do. Like it's a real social, it can, can be a great thing solo, but it's also a lot of fun to share with friends and yeah. you, know, you can have, it's, it's a sport that you can enjoy. You get outdoors, you get all those endorphins and, you know, sort of the good vibes of just being outside. Yeah. And plus you can share that great. with people that you like to hang out with. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, but, I had never shared that with anyone that I wanted. I know I'd never shared that before. Um, there's a lot of barriers when it comes to the black community wanting to get outdoors. Number one is the stereotype of we don't go outside. So that's on our side, right? So that's my responsibility to help break that uh, idea in our heads that we don't go outside. And then the other side is we weren't allowed to go outside. We weren't allowed to go to state parks. We weren't allowed to buy permits to go camping, you know, in different state parks, national forests and things like that. Um, and then there's also the traumatizing of being around trees. You know, that wasn't always safe for us to be around trees by ourselves. Um, and so I'm here to break all of those, those uh, generational struggles that we have, also bring some healing to some of that, um, that nature is for everyone. It doesn't have a particular look to it. Um, and so that's, that's what Vibe Tribe is. We're here to create a supportive community to explore the outdoors. And Jess, um, how did you, like, how did you start? Like, did you just start with your friends? Like, how did you sort of get the word out? Like, how did you start building the community and say, like, come, like, come, come with me? Yeah. So I'm super spiritual. And so my, my parents are a preacher. I'm a preacher's daughter, but I never really went the Christian way. I just felt like the universe always spoke to me in some kind of way. And I remember I kept asking, you know, what is my purpose? We're always trying to find, like, what is our purpose? what's our passion in life? What am I placed on earth for? Um, and so one day I was at my mom's house and I was walking up the stairs and I swear to everything, guys, I heard this voice come out of nowhere and it said, start a hiking group. And I was like, what? Anybody hear that? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you know, I had been watching like the law of attraction and the secret and they're like, Oh, do this, you know, really, you know, get into yourself, become one with the earth. And so I, Three days later, I was on the phone with a lady that I was, uh, uh, we sat on a board together for um, Colorado Black Women for Political Action. We're putting 
put together a luncheon. And she's like, Jess, I always see you hiking. Let's go hiking together. And I was like, that's my very, very first invitation to hiking together with another black woman. Um, and so I was like, okay, cool. And, you know, we were like, why don't we see if other people would come? So we put it on Meetup and it just took off like wildfires uh, to the point where three months later we had 70 women on a trail, which is obviously a violation, but we didn't know that they, you know, black women have a problem with RSVP. And so y'all need to learn how to RSVP first so that we can provide the proper permits for the city, cities and the counties. And so we're not violating trail etiquette. But um, <laughs> that's what happened. It just started taking off like wildfires because I guess people felt like, well, if they're doing it, I'm doing it. I, I would like to try it. You know, you feel safe. Yep. You feel safe in a supportive space. So uh, you could say that it was a part of my passion and my destiny um, or just something I really, re really wanted to do. It, it kind of aligned with, I guess, what I'm here for. That's awesome. And how long did it take for you to go from Denver and like sort of like a lo the local community to spreading to having it grow and yeah, other chapters? Yeah, less than a year. Uh, let's see. So August is when we started and to, uh, April, April, we had what Texas, Northern and Southern California, Georgia, uh, Oregon, Washington, man it florida it, it just and then we got oh just to let you know that nbc nightly news flew in because i guess they saw that channel nine did a piece on us and then i started getting inquiries from germany south africa south america hawaii united kingdom which there is a girl who's actually doing black girls hiking in the united kingdom because of that actually Black Girls Hike is all over now because of our launch um, that we did. But it was it was crazy to, to hear women say, I've been hiking all my life by myself. I want a sisterhood. I want someone to talk to about these experiences, about being outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say within less than a year, we were already maximizing, maxed out in the United States. That's so cool. And just the fact that how fast it took off just kind of shows how wrong those stereotypes are. You know what I mean? The fact that it went yeah. from like you and one person to like, you know, thousands of people around the world like that fast <laughs> just shows how wrong people are if they think that it's like a white people thing or only white people want yeah. to do this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, Jason, for sure. It's it's crazy because there's tons of us out there. We're just these little chocolate chips, though, you know, <laughs> out there in the woods. Um, and so it's crazy that we're, you're right, we're all out there, but we didn't know that we were out there. <laughs> and Jess, what are you doing to sort of like build leaders within your community as well, right? So, because I, I know um, you actually hooked, hooked us up, at, um, an adventurous woman at one of our escapes with a couple of leaders, like a hike leader and yoga to do programming. So what are you doing to sort of elevate again, like women of color or just people of color in leadership roles in the outdoors as well? So I think that's super Yeah, important. so what we do, we actually raise money to help get uh, uh, stewards of the outdoors. We help train them. So we put them through wilderness first aid training. Um, and then we're trying to partner with Colorado Mountain School to get a little more in depth uh, as far as our training. But what we do is we provide mindful spaces. So we have yogists 
who we work with, and we actually pay them to go out and be a representative of a person of color in the outdoors. Um, and so it was really cool to be able to work with Tiberia and her events that she had going on with Kudos. It was very successful. <laughs> you did a great job on launching your Adventurous Woman uh, retreat here in Boulder, Colorado this past summer. Um, but yeah, so we, we train hiking guides. We have adventures. Uh, we work with different women of the community to be an asset to say, hey, you have this skill. Why don't you come work for Vibe Tribe Adventures and we'll actually pay you to advocate for us, you know, to be an ambassador. Um, and so it's been very successful to see people saying, hey, I have the skill. I would like to teach a wilderness survival class or I would like to do teach kids how to rock climb. We hired four people of color to teach 30 kids how to do indoor rock climbing this summer. And I can't tell you how happy I was to be able to, to say, you know, volunteering is hard. Like being outdoors, running a nonprofit, asking people to do things for voluntarily is hard. People have to take off work, you know, have to work around their schedule. But if you're like, hey, I wanna pay you to be a part of this, you know, they're more apt to say, okay, yeah, let's do it. So we hired four people of color to come out and teach 30 kids how to rock climb this summer. Um, we had different camp, uh, camp guides, they were all wilderness trained, and it's just really cool to see people of color being leaders of the outdoors. That's awesome. Um, how many kids, so tell us more about the kids program this summer. Was it, it was new this summer or did it start last summer? Yeah. No, this summer. Okay. Um, we actually launched it because uh, COVID was really hard on the youth. Um, they weren't able to go to school, they had to learn, you know, be online. Um, depression hit the roof, molestation within families hit the roof. Um, and so we wanted to figure out how can we be uh, a door opening to rid those barriers that these children are experiencing. Um, and so Inglewood Public Schools principal, Jenny Buster, she reached out to us uh, along with the social worker and said, hey, we would like to build a community for our, our, our urban children here at the school. Um, we really love what you're doing. And so I just presented to them all the activities that we do for adults. Uh, you know, we would have to tone it down. And they were like, we're gonna do it. And I was completely shocked because I, I, I did, it wasn't a whole lot of work. Uh, when you apply for a grant, it's like breaking your neck because you have to follow certain rules. You have to do certain reporting. And I literally presented them one spreadsheet with the dollar amount. And they were like, okay, deal. How do we do this? What do we do? So they helped recruit the, the students. And <laughs> it was so successful. The kids were so sad the last day of camp because they said, Miss Jess, we've never been hiking. We've never, uh, you know, got to touch insects. We had Colorado Parks and Wildlife come out and they were really our partners with teaching kids about insects and bugs. Um, plant identification. We partnered with the Chatfields, the Botanical Gardens. It was just amazing. These kids have so many things that they have to deal with at home that when they came to camp, we were able to give them water bottles, backpacks, uh, hiking boots, swim shoes, you know, aloe vera for sun sunburns, sunscreen, lunches, breakfast, snacks, anything they needed, we provided for them. Um, and then it was cool because then they had people of color to teach them as well. So I, I was blessed to 
bless these kids and, and to get that back in return. And we hope to be able to continue to work with those kids. So we had 30 kids, um, 30 kids, 10 staff, five staff and five volunteers. That's so cool. Where where did you take them? I'm assuming in California. This is Inglewood, California. We're talking yep. about right. Yeah, yeah, Colorado. Oh, cool. So yeah, Colorado. Yeah, our home. Yeah, our home base here is in Colorado. So that's where we did our pilot program, uh, and our youth program is called Urban Trekker. Um, and so we did. We launched that here in Inglewood, Colorado. So okay, that's <laughs> all right. <laughs> There's an Inglewood here too that you know. I know. You I should know, you yeah. should come to that Inglewood too. They could really use your help, I think. So, I know. You know I was right? just there. Yeah. Oh, we cool. went to um, yeah. Newport Beach, yeah. and I asked if we could partner with uh, uh, Crystal Gove right uh, along uh, Laguna yeah. Beach, yep. and they said they would love to have urban children come out because me and my family. We're the only chocolate people on the beach the whole day, and they have a whole educational piece. And it's crazy because they said to me, we're not doing um, in-person educational spaces because it's all online. And I said, well, you're, you're missing the point is that these children who have economic barriers don't have laptops and they don't have internet. So you, you're still missing the mark. And she couldn't believe it. She was like, oh my God, We've never thought about that. And I was like, yeah, this is California. You guys are like that. So <laughs> in our so we bubble, hope to be able in to, our bubble. Yeah we, yeah. yeah. we hope to be able to break that and work with them. Yeah. Well, with that in mind, what, what kind of goals or plans do you have to grow the urban trekker program for the kids, you know, to different places around the country or even beyond? Uh, so the goal is to um, continue to expose kids, whether it's a day camp or an overnight camp. We would like to gain some stability. So hire a permanent program director, hire a permanent program coordinator, hire a social media public relations person to really help get the word out. And then also uh, a grant uh, a grant writer who can continue to bring in those funds so that this program can be sustainable. I hated the fact that our camp had to end and it had to end because a dollar ended. You know, I couldn't pay the staff anymore and you can't pay anybody. Nobody's going to work for free for eight hours a day like that. Um, and to provide food for them and to get the training that we need, the medical training, you know, if anything happened, we had kids, we had kids who were allergic to grass. I was shocked. I was like, wait, does his record say he's allergic to grass? <laughs> <laughs> but the simple fact that we just needed an EpiPen for certain kids. So we have to have those right. proper medical people on site. And that costs a lot of money to make sure those people are trained and prepared for those types of things. So I would like to gain stability, but we need funding for for that and and hiring one person in Colorado is just as much as it would be to hire somebody in California. Yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, it's exp it's expensive. I mean, running these things is I can't even imagine, and like the stress of keeping it up and running. So we hope to be able to do one offs. So like a snowshoe, snowshoe, ski, and snowboard clinic for four weeks, uh, January January to February. We hope to be able to get those same kids and use the same monies where that money came from and launch it for those kids. So the school is actually trying to figure out how to do that right now. So yeah, we're just, we just need funding. That's, we're a nonprofit. Just shifting gears a little bit. I, I know one of the programs you have is the Black 14ers. And oh, yes. I was wondering, firstly, maybe you could just talk a little bit about what is the Black 14ers and 
and how does that work? Yeah, so um, right here in Colorado, we have 58 14er peaks here. So 14,000 footer foot peaks that um, you can summit. I, and, and we would consider this extreme sports because I, I did one 14er and my water froze. I didn't even make it all the way up. I was a wimp. But uh, we had a, a, a young man named Evan Gill. He's actually our board member now because he's so fantastic. He moved here from Baltimore um, and wanted to expose himself. He he's, comes from the military and COVID was happening and he just started going outdoors with no education, no training. And he was on Channel 9 as the first African-American male to conquer all 58 14ers here in Colorado. And as soon as he was launched on Channel 9, all of the older generation outdoorsy people emailed me, called me and texted me and said, contact him and tell him he's wrong. And I was like, oh, geez, okay, this guy is brand new to Colorado. He doesn't know anybody. So I reached out to him. And there's actually a gentleman here by the name of Michael Richardson who did this, uh, I believe, in the, in the 90s. Um, and so then they had to redo the piece. They had to update it. So I reached out to Evan. I'm like, hey, Evan, I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. We want to support you. I had no money at the time. And I was like, I want to support you. What is it that you need? And he was like, at first he was like, mm, you know, who are you? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just Black Girls Hike, Bob Tribe Adventures, We've been around. We have all the resources. You know, I know a lot of people here in Colorado that are outdoorsy. And so with that, we started paying for him to do avalanche backcountry training. We started paying for him to get uh, certain equipment, boots, uh, uh, his pants that he needs, you know, bear canisters. And I realized this, this fits into what we're doing, but this is more of an advanced training, more technical uh, space. So we launched a program called Black 14er, and then we had Steven, he reached out to us too and decided to do the same thing. So that's where we launched the Black 14er is because of Evan. It's a, it was a space that's needed. He's a black man and he needs the support to continue to be a part of this historical moment. So he is the second uh, African-American male veteran to conquer all 58 14ers here in Colorado. You know, we can do higher ones here in California. Sorry, I yeah. I, no, no, no. I can't no. resist. Sorry, I can't resist the little dig on. I can't resist the little dig. I, I just can't, you know. So, so it's so funny that you say that because uh, Evan is almost finished. I think he has about five or four left, right? And I said to him, I said, Evan, what do you want to do after this? And he's like, I want to do all ninety-six across the united states and i was like oh lord okay let's how are we going to help you what do you need <laughs> and so that's when we asked him to be a part of our board because he's a subject matter expert when it comes down to these spaces and we need to be able to bring more people in i have so many people that would like to do a 14er but they can't they don't know how to like you have to go up and be down before 12. You know, you need to pack certain water and make sure, because my water froze. So you can only imagine, you know, going up there and not being prepared. Um, and then you have to have a certain type of car to get to these trailheads. They're <laughs> they're not regular trailheads. I mean, these are real, real bumpy, rocky, real trailheads. So he needs a, a certain car for that. So we're trying to work with Toyota or 
Honda. We're trying to reach out to them to get him a proper car for that. So that's how the Black Cortina program was launched. And I, I felt that it was more manly and masculine. And I have no problem with females doing it, but it just felt like more men wanted to have that advanced training that we uh, could help with that. I think, well, I don't know, Jeff, because, you know, Jeff runs the Six Pack of Peaks Challenge, which is a thing. And, and I, I mean, I almost feel like, I don't know your numbers, Jeff, but it seems like almost like more women do it than men, or at least it <laughs> yeah, seems that we way. Do. Well, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we yeah. do have a, a challenge in Colorado, as a matter of fact. But um, and I, I would say there are probably, it's probably about 60% female wow. to male ratio. Yeah. I love There's, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, Jeff, what are the. What are your Colorado peaks again for the six pack challenge there? Oh, gosh. Uh, Sorry, so, put uh, you on the spot. <laughs> dang. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, let's hear it. Yeah. If you so can the remember. Idea behind, the idea behind it is that it is something that you start with lower ones and you graduate to higher ones. They're not all 14ers. So okay. we have our Bergen Peak, which is right in Evergreen. Um, mm-hmm. which is a little over 10,000 feet. We have Rocky Mountain, which nobody knows about, but it mm-hmm. is, what's better known is the Manitou Incline down uh-huh. at Manitou Springs. Mm-hmm. So basically you go up the incline and then you keep going to the, to the, the summit of Rocky Mountain. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, this is new. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Mount Yale. Um, Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have Mount Sherman, we uh-huh. have Gray's Peak, and yes. Albert. Okay, so yeah. Those are the yep. those are the six peaks. So four of those are fourteeners now, mm-hmm. and it didn't so, used to be that way, but it just kind of works out. And and fourteeners, yeah. and I will say this: fourteeners in Colorado are different than fourteeners in California. Oh wow! What is different? Uh, you're starting. Oftentimes, you know, like some of the the towns are at ten thousand feet, you know, or whatever. Whereas in California, a lot of times you're starting much lower, higher up. It takes oh lower, okay, a lot more longer. Yeah, and and they're usually longer here as as well, right, Jeff? Yes. Usually, it's like you know, it's a good twenty miles round trip at least for you know, for uh, for for the California ones. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We just don't like. So when you call it a six pack. We don't like steep, so we do long ramps. You guys will go straight up hills. We like we like to take our time. We like to take Um, our time. We like switchbacks and long, you know. Okay, Jason, (laughs) have you done fourteeners? I I have. I did one three weeks ago. So yeah, I did one out here called Mount Langley. uh, Langley three weeks ago. Hey, very nice. And and Whitney, I've done a couple times, and then Jeff and I tried to do Rainier. As as we've already probably already talked about too much, but. It didn't work, but we tried. <laughs> Guys, I couldn't do it. I was a baby. Yeah. Once yeah. my water froze, I couldn't do it. <laughs> Might be warmer so out here in California. Uh, yeah, I've done Whitney three times, <clears throat> and then I've done oh. uh, Rainier once. Um, but I have not done a Colorado 14er. Okay. Oh, there's some well, good ones. We're going to have to schedule that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to be your way in October, Jess. We'll make a plan <laughs> if it's not too cold. <laughs> I made the mistake of going in October, and that's when it's that's when my water froze. Yeah. So. I'm sure if you went in August, that wouldn't happen. So, you know, if you tried again in July or in August, you'd you'd crush it, and your water would be fine. You know, and now you know you can get an insulated bottle. You know that would that would keep that from yes. happening. Yes. So, yeah. 
Kudos to Hydro Flash yeah. for supporting Vibe Tribe. Yay. <laughs> so, just like in a perfect world, like where is Vibe Tribe in five years? Guys, it's all about the stability. I've got to figure out how to get these dollars. So, it's crazy. Um, Colorado just passed the Outdoor Equity uh, Fund, and our governor, Jared Polis, signed it. And so did our Urban Trekkers. So, we went up to Lincoln Hills Care. Uh, which is a historical place for Black people. When we performed here in Denver, we weren't allowed to stay in the hotels here. So we would actually have to drive up to the hills. And it's a, it's a space where they do fly fishing. They had a, like a pub there where they could sing at the bar, play the piano, and it was a lodging area as well. Um, so it's a really historical place for Black people here in Colorado and Jared Polis. Uh, Governor Jared Polis signed it, and one of our kids actually signed the bill. His name is Maxwell, and you can see it at the bottom of the document. Uh, and so we're hoping that with this new outdoor equity bill that was just passed on, that we will get, you know, we were there, we signed it. So we're hoping that we can get this dollars to create the stability. Um, I would love to continue to be global. I would love to you know, continue to be an asset to the urban community. Um, it's It's been very impactful here in Colorado and Baltimore is screaming to say, hey, 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 we need this. Um, there's a nature camp actually in Virginia who wants to offer their facility for uh, urban children to come out and literally stay in the, in the cabins, you know, sleep in the bunks, you know, take those hikes, go bird watching and really have that camp uh experience and so we're we're working to partner with them and we hope that we can just continue to build uh stability so that it could be an operating and a dependable program that these kids can look forward to year after year after year not just the kids also our, our other programs as well <laughs> well that's um i mean it also sounds like just like a massive i mean you have all these different things you're working on it seems it's just a lot for one person you know, to sort of run it, you need yeah, a staff. Yeah, it is, we, guys. You know, we gotta, it's a lot. Colorado, mm -hmm. you know, Colorado, federal government, we got to fund her so she can hire some people to help her do all this stuff, you know? <laughs> listeners. We are working with Congress. <laughs> yeah, We're listeners. With Congress. Yeah. <laughs> listeners, we help her out. With... Yeah. Yes, help us out. You can yeah. always donate at vibetribeadventures.org. Um, click the donate button. And I mean, even if it's just $20 a month, it helps us a lot. You could just set it up and automatically make that payment um, to us. But we are working with Congress, uh, Joe Neguse, with the SOARS Act uh, to figure out if we could get some funding that way as well. So Have you reached out? Because I know now OR and everything is is, is there in, in Colorado and like that whole organization there. Have you been dealing with them at all or working with them? Uh, so we, they let us set up, well, they, they let us, we registered and we set up a booth uh, at OR and it was oh, cool. extremely successful. I have an entire tub of cards and we gave out all of our flyers and our cards. So I can only imagine all the things that are gonna flow in and all the people that I have to also reach out to um, I just have to do it one day at a time because it's a lot. It's so much. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that good things will come from OR. That was an amazing space to be in. And it's crazy because there's actually 20 more uh, outdoor adventure companies across the United States that are black owned. And about 10 of them flew in for OR and we 
never met each other. We had seen each other on Instagram and it was so cool to be like, hey, you're such a step. Hey, you too. Uh, so the movement is actually really happening and it's great to see that more people are feeling comfortable talking about their adventures and being outside. I, I just saw some news uh, in the in the news recently about the first all um, black American team to uh, summit Everest coming up next year. Yes, right? so that Bill looks pretty Henderson. cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. he is totally legendary here. He's definitely somebody that we honor and we give so much respect to. He actually just gave Vibe Tribe Adventures about ten backpacks oh, cool. uh, that he restored. Um, so uh, the company that he works for, they they will toss out the backpacks if they just have a rip. Uh, so he literally takes them home and restitches them, resells them, you know, rips out certain things, and then he he donates them, and then we just you know say thank you for this. I think it's Osprey. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm missing yeah, it. Yeah, Osprey. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so we have, I have, you guys should see my garage. It's like a library of backpacks, snowboards. I have storage bins of, of sleeping bags, of tents. It's crazy to have this, but it's so cool at the same time. So we're really excited and we're so supportive of Phil and his team, the ICE team, I believe that's what they're called, um, to be the first African-American uh, team to do uh, Mount Everest. Just out of curiosity, do you accept like your donations as well, like from people? If if or do you only take like new? Or are you working with companies? But if like people have lightly used gear, I would I would hope. Would do you, you accept those kind of donations, or are you? Yeah, that that that's what I have in my garage right now is yeah. tents, is sleeping bags, is backpacks, and we utilize those. So for instance, I'm getting ready to launch a 12 month Black Girl Hike uh, collaboration with a company. They're our lifestyle partners. They're called Fit and New. Um, and they're a, a black owned uh, fitness company, fitness and nutrition company that teaches black women how to lose weight, how to do diabetes prevention, um, and to work with infertility. A lot of black women are struggling with infertility, so they're just trying to get their bodies re-regulated. And so they actually called Vibe Tribe Adventures to say, hey Jess, we need to uh, uh, have 160 hours a week uh, of physical activity. And so we're collaborating with them, so 12 months, um, and we need backpacks, we need water bottles, we need hiking boots, uh, we need trekking poles because these women are over 40. So we need trekking poles to make sure, you know, they could be a little heavier. They, they're not used to walking on rocks. Um, and so, you know, granola snacks, different ways of, you know, sponsorship from a cliff bars. Cause I have to do one-on-one courses of how to be outdoors, how to dress outdoors, how to handle wildlife, how to leave no trace, you know, how to protect our land. You know, we're out there. We don't just want to toss our stuff wherever, you know, wherever. So that's what I'm working on right now. And it would be really great if we could have every essential that you need, those 10 essentials that you need to be outdoors. And so that's what my garage is for. (laughs) (laughs) it's like come on come on colorado state and federal government give her give her money so she can get a storage space and and reclaim her garage she needs her garage back let's fund her let's give her back her garage I have to say, Jess, one thing that you you know you've kind of said throughout the um, us talking, which I really love, is just like that education component, and I love that because like I love that you're talking about like not just getting people up, but like educating them and letting them know like you know the ten essentials, like 
I just I love yeah. I love that it's it's about getting outdoors, but you know, kind of teaching yeah, people at the same yourself. time just sort of how to be responsible yeah. and education and even from the littles all the way up to the adults. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, we only have one planet and we don't have like a plan yep. B for planet Earth, right? So if we get out there, we have to stay away from wildlife. We can't be mixing and mingling with the bears. We don't want to do that. We've seen what happens. Um, but we also don't want to be so fearful that we won't go outdoors. So you need to, you know, be mindful of those practices and then take care of our planet as well. Have, have as a new mom, have you been able to get out and do much hiking lately, or have you been kind of kind of trapped inside with keeping this thing running and just being a mom? <laughs> um, so camp was four weeks, and I was there almost every single day. Oh, great! With baby strapped in a carrier to me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, was I love it. To run it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'm happy because one thing I found, and I think a lot of people find, it's like you want to have work in the outdoor industry. Basically, what that means is you end up just being too busy to actually be in the outdoors because you're trying to work in the outdoors industry. So I'm happy you haven't fallen prey to that. You know, like I made an outdoor documentary that basically kept me from a backpacking documentary that kept me from backpacking uh, for like two years almost because we're so busy making it. You know? so, it's like so I'm happy you have not. Don't let that. Don't fall prey to that. That's just yeah. My, my, uh, you know. Yeah. That's awesome that you're able to get out and, and still and be there. And, you know. I know exactly what you're talking about, too. I do. Jeff, have you been outdoors lately? Because I know you're busy. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I I have been. uh, I actually did a, um, took my mountain bike out on Saturday and and did a a section up in the Cascade Mountains. Um, The challenge that we've been having, and I know a lot of places it's have been impacted, is the uh, smoke. Yeah. from all the wildfires has mm. been killing the mm-hmm. air quality and so yeah. um we've been trying to kind of keep keep our lungs healthy and yeah be smart about yeah, that so sure. we we watch the the forecast for the air quality and yeah and take those opportunities when they when they come has colorado been smoky have yeah. you been hit where you are uh i was told that we have the worst air quality in the world right now <laughs> so we're getting everything we're getting oh, no. from oregon to california uh i, I believe the, the fires are in oregon or washington like, i always get those two confused but yeah it's it's blowing in it's cloudy here for sure yeah oh, no. so have you been out because i know you're a working woman have you <laughs> Yeah, I've been, uh, same thing. I've been like trying to avoid the smoke. So, um, I've been, I've been trying to run away from the smoke out in, out in the mountain West. Um, but yeah, and I've gotten, I did my first mountain biking out here in Teton Valley and we did a yes. lovely like river float yesterday and then the smoke came back in today. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of same thing, like laying low when it's too smoky and it's kind it's weird to think that our, my outdoor adventures now it's not about like how hot is it going to be in the summer it's like how bad's the air quality like it's such a bizarre thing like i don't yeah. even check the weather yeah. i check airnow.gov to yeah. see like what yeah. what the plan is sure. um which is kind yeah, of a bummer sure. but yeah no but we've been, been camping getting some getting some fun time in there while i'm getting ready for our georgia escape so yeah, yeah it's all good well, well knock on wood la has not been bad so we've been kind of lucky yeah I mean, knock on wood again, because who knows? It can go bad at any yeah. moment, but everywhere yeah. else seems yeah. to be yeah. bad. But L.A. And usually we get hit pretty bad during fire season, and we probably will in fall. But but it's been, like, yeah. kind of odd to see everyone else dealing with it around, you know, and, all, and then we're yeah. not we're not here. So 
uh, you know, it's you feel for everyone, but you know, I've been able to run and ride, so I've been a little been pretty lucky on the smoke front. Very good. Yeah, I'm, I hope it clears Heck up yeah. for you guys soon. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> do you got? Do you have any uh, adventures planned coming up? Uh, we have a hike, yoga hike coming up. So we hike, we stop, oh, nice. we do a little breath work, some stretching, and then we hike out of the canyon. Um, and then we're getting ready to launch the twelve, uh, the twelve month uh, Black Girls Hike uh, physical fitness cohort uh, in collaboration with Fit and New. So I'm still planning that. It's just, it's a lot. But um, sounds like and it. then I did mi- and then I did mention the the snow clinic that we're going to do with the kids in January. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like so oh, much yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm excited because be awesome. we have black snow. We have black ski instructors. I'm like, where did you come from? Because <laughs> <laughs> anytime I hit the slopes, it's just me. So I'm so excited that people are reaching out and saying, hey, I have the skill. I want to partner with you guys. It's <laughs> great. Oh, yeah. speaking of partnerships, um, do you want to talk about the Merrill partnership with you and Tasha? Oh, my God. Yes, guys. We, did. we have to talk about that. Yes. Yeah, so Latasha Jitterbug Art. Yes. She created a Outdoors for All uh, submitted an art piece, submitted it to Merle and said, I would like to donate 15% um, or the proceeds that Merle sells from that shoe, 15% comes to Vibe Tribe. And so it's an outdoors for all shoe. It has a fist and it's like different layers of different colors. And it, it the shoe, guys, the shoe is so comfortable. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I need to purchase Merle's shoes more often. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I'm so proud of her for putting this piece, this art, this beautiful, beautiful art piece. And Merle just hooked us up with this beautiful shoe. It is extremely comfortable. If you are going on a hike or just a walk around the neighborhood, you have to get this shoe. Even if I know, even if you don't want to support Vibe Tribe, you just have to get the shoe because it's so comfortable. <laughs> and, the co- and the colors are awesome. It's it's like this really yeah. c- cool like colors like on the outside and like bright yellow designs on the inside. Uh, yeah. Purple, green, purple and blue. green. Yeah, and it has yep. like different really cool. specks at the bottom. It is really a beautiful yep. shoe. Um, I won't even wear it. I wore it to the airport because I knew there was no dirt. Um, but I just did I don't want to take the shoe off when I put it on. I'm like, oh my God, this shoe is so comfortable. And they decided to send my guy a shoe and he wore it for the first time and was like, this is my favorite hiking shoe. Nice. That's awesome. So if you guys don't have any Merle shoes, please, please make that investment because Merle is a really good shoe. I have three pairs. Heck yeah. They're not that colorful. They're kind of boring, you know, boring brown normal hiking oh, color shoes but i have oh, three pairs this so. means you gotta go get yeah. the outdoors for all shoe now uh, that's now what that i means. do uh, i do i'm looking at it online it <laughs> yeah. looks really cool yeah yeah it's really cool <laughs> very colorful and i think they have very, like t-shirts yeah. and the, yeah they have like a t-shirt yeah. and they have a whole bunch of things so lots of all yeah. the things yeah my foot sh- melts cool. awesome. to the shoe when i put it on other ways that we can surprise su- vibe jibe yes yeah, so, uh just uh our donations, we need monthly donations. So if people, you know, if you spend, you know, X amount of dollars with uh, something that you always spend it on, just put $5 to it every month and say, you know, I'm supporting this organization 
or $20 a month or $100 a year. Um, and it really just helps us maintain what we're doing. Um, if we could get big sponsorships so that we can hire actual employees full time, that would be even better. Um, and so we are uh, always open to like camping material, uh, outdoor hiking material, uh, fruits, uh, snacks, uh, anything that helps educate one-on-one -on -one to be outdoors is what we are looking for, but we also need the dollars as well. So fill my garage up, guys. <laughs> Jason, are you looking up the shoes? I'm looking up the shoes. I'm looking at them on Google right now. Uh, I like nice. the colors. Yeah, the I shoes know. are really comfortable. They I'm look really cool, too. Lie, they, guys. they look super yeah. cool. So another thing is, another way Jess and I are connected is we all sit on the uh, American Hiking Society mm. board. Nice. Of directors together. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Which is cool. Yeah, Severia yeah. is actually in charge of the Jedi community, so the justice. I, I was. I actually, uh, Marinelle is now in charge of it, so I, oh, I passed okay. I passed that on. Yeah. So okay. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still involved. I'm still involved, yeah. but um, passed on the chair. The there and now, I, yeah. Anyways, and I passed that yeah. on when I became vice chair. So well, it's a great committee. Much, They're definitely, much. yeah. <laughs> We're definitely figuring out how to help uh, bring that equity yeah. and uh, diversity to and inclusions uh, to the outdoors. So American Hiking Society has been a big advocate. Uh, They're doing help with policy advocating and and those kind of things. So it's very been informative to me. Um, I've, I've met some cool people on that board, and it's been cool to work with Severia and Latasha as well. Yeah, we had the uh, we had the great. the director on early on, right? Like our third yeah, we had Kate. Guest. We had Kate. Yeah, yeah, really early on. Hey. We had Kate, yeah. The executive Very director cool. on, yeah. So, so, so go back to yeah. and she's a new episodes. mom too. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, what do you want to try? Like, what would you like to try that you haven't tried in the outdoors, Jess? Oh man, guys. One of my one of my board members asked me to go, and I know I don't know if this is considered like it's yeah it's extreme sport. So dropping out of an airplane, skydiving. Oh. Well, with a parachute, I hope. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know if I can do it. Have you yeah. guys? Have no. you guys? No. Have you no done interest. it yet, anyone? No. Of course, Severia. Severia. I did it. Severia's our badass. Of course. I skydived <laughs> tandem in New Zealand many oh, wow. many moons ago. Oh yeah, my God. many moons ago. Um, <laughs> oh, the feeling. Was, the feeling. Yeah, it it was, so, and I'm not I'm not a big fan of heights, and it was the best experience of my life. Like, oh I, my did, I joked that if they if they'd had somebody at the bottom with like a credit card machine that was like, want to go again, want to go again, want to go again, I would have been oh, like, yes, wow. yes, yes, and I just oh, would have given them God. all my money. <laughs> It was amazing. Wow. Um, yeah. And I, re I recommend doing it someplace pretty because once the shoot opens, you're just, it's, you know, yeah. like you want to be you're someplace beautiful because it's so yeah. peaceful and serene. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it was amazing. I'm going to have to yeah. top New Zealand some kind of way. I'm going to have to beat that. Yeah. I have no interest that in that. Really cool. Or like bungee jumping. <laughs> it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like that would be yeah. fun for me. Doesn't. No. What's <laughs> an extreme sport for you, Jason? Well, I don't know. I say I don't do that, but you know, I do road cycling and you know, I've come close to 60 miles per hour on, you know, non-closed roads. So I guess that's probably even far wow. riskier than skydiving in a protected, you know, yeah, professional yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess that would probably be it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know the, wow. yeah, that would be my, my level of extreme probably. <sighs> 
<laughs> I was going to yeah. say road cycling in LA and Los Angeles yeah. is an extreme sport. No, it can't, it can't yeah, be. for sure. I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of careful where I ride, though. I don't really, like, I, you know, I, I don't ride right where I live. I drive to Griffith Park, which is, mm-hmm. you know, there's cars, but it's usually a little safer and yeah. bike path. Or I go far out and ride, like, around Malibu yeah. where it's where it's emptier and you have, you know, I've had some bad ex- car experiences out there, too, but there's yeah. a lot fewer oh, cars man. at least, so, you know. But yeah, Severia's right. You won't even ride here, right, Severia? Not anymore. No. Yeah, it's too dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got hit by a car. I'm all right. dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no! Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, I've been hit no! by three. I've had three car <gasps> things, so yeah. Oh, wow, guys. This is, yeah. this is, this is yeah. disheartening. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm so glad that you are alive here chatting it up. Yeah, so are we. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I guess one other thing that I would like to do is scuba diving. Mm. That oh, I've yeah. done. I, I've done that. I got certified, and it was awesome. I hey! Yeah. You know, the only bummer is the friend that kind of encouraged me to do it. I went, you know, I'm like, he's like, we'll go all the time. And this was like five, six years ago. We haven't gone once. And even like two years after that, he's like, hey, there's a scuba convention in Long Beach. We should go and buy gear. Then we can finally start going. So we went to that and I plucked down like five, six hundred dollars for like a wetsuit whenever. Still haven't gone. Haven't used it. Oh, no. So I got certified, which is kind of, you know, the certification isn't that fun. I mean, you go down there and they like rip your mask off. You know, you got to like. You got to surface what? without your yeah. I mean, well, it's just the things hold that can on, go wrong. Hold on a second. It's not that bad. Don't worry. They they train I you in the pool first. This. They train you in the pool first, and it's not that extreme. But it's not fun, right? So then you can do fun dives. So I, I got to do two fun dives after all going through all of that, and that's oh, all wow. I've done. And it kind of I really want to go again. I need to get back into it. Okay. Because it, it was really really cool being being underwater. That's really fun. Yeah. So you should definitely. My do that. fear is sharks. Yeah. My fear is the shark. Yeah, uh, you know, bear sharks. I, it's I think because it's, the water know, is blue. You know, yeah. the water is blue, and so you can't see the shark coming towards you. Yeah, that's, in my mind, that's how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Like an invisible shark coming towards me. I don't. It's a thing, guys. It's oh yeah, yeah. I've been struggling with my whole life. That's why you live in Colorado, right? There's yes. no sharks. You don't need no, to worry totally. about sharks in Colorado. <laughs> it's, it's one of the things, though, that keeps us alive, though, right? I mean, yeah. we, you know. That fear doesn't need to stop us from doing things. Yeah. But it also helps us, you know, be a little more cautious when, when sometimes you need yeah. to be cautious. Like, yeah. don't pet the bear. You know, that's. Yes. <laughs> Guys, don't pet the bear. And, and then, Jess, tell us where we can find you, where people can donate. Yeah. So, Instagram, uh, it's vibe.tribe.adventures is our handle. Facebook is Vibe Tribe Adventures, the Universal um, page. And then, uh, let's see, I guess there's Twitter. Uh, VibeTribeAdventures.org. So, like, good vibe. So, Vibe Tribe Adventures with an S.org. Great. Thank you so much for coming on, Jess. This has been so much fun. Thanks, guys. This was great. This was great. Well, that's going to do it for us. Please make sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on social media on Instagram at almost there underscore AP or the almost there adventure podcast on Facebook. You can find Severia at adventure us women. That's adventure us women, Jeff at the SoCal hiker or me at the Muir project. Our title track almost there is performed by Opus Orange and is provided courtesy of Emoto. For more about this episode and all of our others, make sure to check out the show notes on our website, almostthereadventurepodcast.com. 
On the next episode, Jamie Wallace from Hand Up Gloves is our guest. As always, thanks for listening.